You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 57 for the week of Wednesday the 20th of March 2013. I'm Eli, and with me tonight are... Scott, Adam, and John. This episode is brought to you by ShelfLife.net and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toy of the Week is the Pop Vinyl Ghost Rider Bobblehead, and our discussion topic is A Toy History of Marvel's Deadpool. Welcome, guys. How are you all going? Good. Yeah, good, mate. Good. Excellent. What have we been up to this week? So I uh, went to a comic convention, or Oz Comic Con today, um, which was about as busy as normal. We got there a bit later than we have done in the past um, and bumped into a few friends around the place um, who said that they got there about 9, 9.30, and this year, instead of having the people who had not prepaid for tickets line up in a big queue. They had the people who prepaid for tickets line up in a big queue. Awesome! Yeah. It just warms your heart. I love it? it when they do that. Yeah, except that then when we got there, the prepaid line was non-existent and there was a, still a line of people who hadn't, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> did you Did you meet Ben? Uh, I did not, no. Oh. I tried to arrange to catch up with him, but I hadn't clearly done it early enough in the week and, yeah. Didn't happen. Oh, okay. Oh, Yeah. But that's all right. That's so because nice. you don't have a mobile phone, isn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> there are many yeah, the problems. Devil. Cunning strategy. Many, yeah. many problems with this. No. They're evil. Mm-hmm. And they give you testicular cancer or something. I don't know. Oh. So who were the special guests there? Um, so... They've got, or well, the two headline guests would be Shatner and uh, Richard Dean Anderson. But, um, ah, Cousin we, Richard. Yeah, we left before um, Shatner was available today, and we're not going tomorrow to see Richard Dean Anderson. So there. Indeed. So there. And told. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this is what happens when you plan Comic Con for the same weekend as the Australian Grand Prix. And I have to make priorities, you know, and. It's the first race of the year, so I came home for qualifying, which got washed out. Mm. Well, that that blends in nicely to me. Um, There's some really annoying car racing event happening in my city, which is making everything difficult at the moment. Um, Some Grand Prix crap or something, I don't know. It's good uh, for your tourism, look. And uh, it brought me great glee to see that the rain pissed down on them today. Um, just for clogging up our fine city. <laughs> so there you go. While I was out spending bucket loads of money on new house things. So it made me feel better. <laughs> what about you, John? Um, I got my new glasses finally. Thank God. I can see. Yeah. I can see. <laughs> yeah, I can see again. So Yay. that's about, about the excitement this week. Oh, my mm. gosh. 
You need wow. some. We need to send um, send something exciting to John. No, no. He doesn't need those photos. <laughs> what about what I'm about good. you, Eli? What's up with you? Uh, pretty busy. Um, work's been busy. Um, I did have a. Uh, it was threatening to turn into a shit end of the week, but at uh, last meeting I had, I managed to have a brainwave and save the client three months of implementation time, so I yeah. think uh, that was a bit of a winner yeah. for a particular project that we're working on. Good. So that was all right. Good. Today's mostly been about mowing the lawn. <laughs> and fighting, actually, I've been fighting with um, uh, my Surface tablet, the work one, and the Comixology app. Which is being temperamental on the on the Surface tablet, Windows 8, and then after the um, I don't know if you guys were uh, saw the thing about the Marvel's free 700 div- digital comics that just crashed Comicsology and and the internet as we know it. Yes, I managed to. Um, get in and score a few of the freebies, I think maybe 10, um, I was able to actually get to stick in my, in my, uh, my account, but the, um, it was killing, it was killing the app and I think there were some problems with all the apps for a while there, but I eventually threw much pain and a little bit of back and forth with, um, their support, um, resolved the problem. And, uh, they, they, they seem like they're pretty good guys at Comixology, they, they, do what they can with what they've got, and they do a good job. Yeah, I, I didn't get a. I, I saw that being talked about, but I didn't get a chance to get in to grab any. Um, but obviously, a lot of people tried. Mm, mm. Now, yep. Now, when, when you get something from Comicsology, does it download to your device, or Dep- does it depend, is depends it on the cloud? where you're? Depends where you are purchasing it from. If you're purchasing it from a device as opposed to, you know, a computer, laptop or desktop, um, it will download a file. Um, so on your phone or um, tablet, then yeah, it will download a file. I don't know what those files are. But if you're just doing it from um, a desktop PC browser, it, um, it, it downloads it as you view it. So if you download it to a device, you physically have it, but I don't know where actually in your device it resides. Okay. Cool. I was always curious about that. Mm, I think I think the whole thing with it crashing probably made people sour a bit um, who were on the fence about whether they'd get into digital or not. But hopefully it, you know, keeps going and it's convenient for some things. Oh, it'll keep going. It's only a matter of time. It's so bloody convenient. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah, I've seen. You know, when that came up this week, I bet. You know, there was probably half a dozen people, at least on Twitter, that I I follow that. You know, they say, "Hey, I haven't bought a physical comic in two years." Mm. Mm. Well, for for us in Australia, it's actually cheaper, much cheaper buying digital, mm. uh, because we're only paying the exchange rate, as opposed to the shipping and shelf. Um, cost that you have to pay for a, a local comic shop. So I'm not saying that uh, you shouldn't buy comics from a local comic shop, but no. uh, yeah. it's definite, definite convenience. Yeah, I could never see giving it you know, up completely. You know, I quite enjoy trades, and I'm happy to trade weight on a lot of stuff and you know, have that in my hands and do the trip to the comic shop for the chat and the look mm. around. But for single issues, and particularly for trying out stuff that you're not sure if you're going to stick with, um, it's mm. great. 
Yeah, and there's so many, so many comics available. You can always get the first issue for free or cheap. Not all of them, but there's a lot of good ones mm. that you can that you can sample. Mm. Mm. When, when the DC New Fifty Two came out, I made the switch completely to digital with those. Um, but for some reason, with Marvel now, I haven't. I'm getting the paper ones. <laughs> I don't know. With, why. Their, with their annoying pricing model, where you are, if there's a free digital version, you're paying a dollar extra for the comic. Yeah, <laughs> I love that one. That's you gotta laugh. <laughs> so, so when you guys when you guys go to a comic store, is there wh- what's the price? I mean, is it an American printed copy with an American price on it, or? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then yes, you guys sir. have to pay some sort of... Yeah, we pay a, a markup on that. So I think um, for a two ninety nine comic, I think standard is about $4.50 before any like standing order discounts. Does it sound about right, guys? It depends on the mm. comic shop. Cause yeah, I know, it does. Yeah, I know, for example, um, Comics Etc. in Brisbane charges U.S. cover price. Wow. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, usually, I mean, there is a markup. Most places have a markup. But it's the same. We get the same copies, and they've got the U.S. and Canada prices on the cover. Mm. There was a thing in the early 90s where they um, we had um, – they were the same – they came from the same printer, but they put Australian prices on, on for a while. It was probably only a year or so. Um, but, yeah. I don't think Australian collectors were too happy about that because it devalued, potentially devalued their, their collection, mm-hmm. even though what I heard was they were actually printed before the US price ones. <laughs> Ooh. It's mm. funny, though, with the, the prices of comic stores because I'm, I'm not sure what they've done recently because I don't, you know, patronise them anymore. But um, one of the comic stores in Adelaide, um, even, you know, six to 12 months after we got parity with the US, we're still charging pretty much double US price, uh, double the cover price um, mm. on on pretty much everything. So, as yeah. well, it was, you know, five years ago kind of thing when we were, you know, that kind of exchange rate. When it comes to toys, John, particularly like stuff through Diamond and that sort of thing, it's, a, it's even a bit more tricky because the... You know what we pay. Like you can order, pre-order something through your comic shop, but in most cases they can't tell you the, what the price is going to be until it arrives because it depends on the exchange rate at that time. So oh, that's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, you know, because you know the way that, that um, Diamond ordering works, where they've got to lodge in their um, order right at that point. But then when they get invoiced, is when it you know, ships and. Um, it depends also on the the shipping at that point. So, you know, they can give you. I mean, some of the bigger ones will do pre-orders and they'll have a fixed price and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, like mine, they do a really good price for me, but they can't kind of tell me until I get it. And some comic stores will only let you pre-order um, merchandise if you have a standing order for X amount of titles with them so that they know that you're a regular customer who's spending money regularly. So I think um, I think I remember King's Comics, when I originally first inquired about, you know, holding something or getting something in, they said, you can only do it if you've got at least four titles in your standing order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So everybody's got different ways of doing it, but as we know, the retailer is the one who wears the risk in the whole model. Yeah, that's right. Unless they demand, unless they insist on a prepayment. Well, yeah, but they're still 
well, yeah, between between the consumer and and the the retailer for you know like a piece of merchandise, yeah, they can do that. But the um, yeah, that's the only way really. Yeah. Everything else that you pre-order through the comic shop, you pay when it comes in. That's right. Wow. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> so witty banter complete. <laughs> well done, guys. You stuck to the script. Yep. It was an excellent script. Yeah, very detailed. All right. Well, uh, why don't we get started with some articulated news? Yep. Sounds good. Make it so. Armor up, Iron Man. Engage interlock mechanics. Armor up, War Machine. That's critical B. Attach front battle computer module. My brain blast will make scrap metal of you. Not in this lifetime, Modok. With my rings, I rule the land and sea. Machine, Hydro Armor, Iron Man, and action figures, each sold separately. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. Articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We're not a comprehensive toy news service, but these are just stories that relate to things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. I've got the first couple of items this week. Um, DC Collectibles uh, announcement came out. It's about a week or so now. Um, we won't talk about all the things they announced because, to be honest, we just don't like a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> but we will talk about uh, one for the um, lovers of bookends. Uh, Who yes. they are? <laughs> hey. Hey, I love a good bookend. <laughs> hey, this- <laughs> yeah, who are all those bookend haters out there? Well, this, that's correct. That could be one for bookend haters as well. They want to keep up on these things. Yeah. Anyway, what is it, Eli? It is the Sandman and Death bookends. Ooh. Um, based on, obviously, the Neil Gaiman character, mm. Sandman and Death, very popular. Um, and based on Mark Buckingham's drawings. Uh, it's a, it is, as the description is, it's a spectacular piece. Beautiful. They're about eight and a half inches high, so I guess that makes them, what, about 20 centimetres or so. Um, they're really nice. Good details. Where's my Aquaman and Mira bookends DC collectibles? Mm. They can make beautiful ones of dead people. Mm. The, the haters signed a petition. <laughs> Yeah, nobody wants something that looks nice that kids can look at. We'll just put something with people with grey skin and skulls. <laughs> that shit sells. It's, yeah. Yeah. That kids is don't good. like bookends. I've got a story about that for another time. <laughs> really? Yeah. Do you have a traumatic bookend experience? or No, not me. No. No. Okay. Do you have a friend that was killed by bookends? Is it... No. All oh, right, okay. So, so far it's not sounding too bad, Adam. No. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's just boring. Yeah, we'll stick that in the episode with our flat tire stories and the other stuff that we said we do when we jump the shark. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, that means we jumped the shark like years ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also from DC Collectibles, the latest three and three quarter inch action figures that <laughs> they've got going. <laughs> yeah, they're. Um, I think I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. They're just <laughs> awesome, aren't they? So this is the. Um, so we've got Black Adam and Aquaman. There's your Aquaman. 
Yeah, there's your Aquaman. That you is one it? of the most hideous a... things I have ever seen in my uh, life. Come on, that, that's fantastic. That is just horrible. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we've been crying out for. Horrible, horrible, horrible. More same lines, please. But, Not enough same lines. But how the hell, you know, I mean, when they've, they've already had one three and three quarter line fail at retail of, of, you know, classic, basically classic comic designs about charitable articulation. Now we're getting ones with decent articulation with ugly designs that, like, who's going to buy this? Not, Not me. you. Not me. No way. Sorry. Well, see, I didn't think the the Black Adam one looked that bad. No, he, he's no, he's the exception. But I mean, who cares about Black Adam? Me. <laughs> Your namesake. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I disagree on that head sculpt. I think that thing's a turkey. On the Black yeah, Adam. Yeah. yeah. That that scale, I don't know that that's going to look that bad. Oh, I don't know. Do you remember the DC Infinite Crisis once? Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. Yeah. But that, I mean, Aquaman looks weirdly proportioned. His neck looks too long. You know, there's issues besides the horrible design. And then what just talking about the design. And I'm sorry, but if that's what they look like in the video game, then I've got no interest in that either. So there was also a um, Superman and Nightwing one. This is from the Injustice Gods Among Us game, by the way, in case we hadn't mentioned that. Yeah, the Nightwing probably looks all right, but yeah, I just I just can't see anybody really buying these. Are they going to be con exclusives, or are they actually meant to sell in shops? Don't know. Moving on, um, <laughs> we've already seen we've already seen the Flash and Vibe two-pack, haven't we? Correct, That's yeah. the six, seven-inch scale, so we won't talk about that one, but that was we just solicited this week. Yeah. Um, something else that is heaps better from DC Collectibles Not is... Grammar, obviously. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, the... What's wrong? Am I missing something? <laughs> the Batman Black and White Statue Series just keeps on delivering. Uh, there were two solicited this week. Uh, one from Raphael Grandpa, which is okay, but not my cup of tea. But um, one particular one from Sean Murphy's um, uh, depiction of Batman. It is quite similar in pose to the um, the Batman Beyond version. But facing the opposite way, so you can... Um, he, cause, uh, you yeah. could use its bookends. That's right. <laughs> Just to free grab him out, yeah. Um, so inverted. Yeah. As in, not standing on his feet, he's uh, posed on his hand. That'll be interesting to see how he stands up. I really love Sean Murphy's art, and I can't get enough of it. I reckon this is great. And it just keeps on tempting me, the black and white line. Have you bought any of them? I have not, but I'm seriously thinking this one and the Darwin Cook one I have to get. As you know, I love them, and... Mm -hmm. Can't stop buying them. I had to buy two Banes because one for me and one for John for Christmas. <laughs> oh yay! Yeah, um, know, yeah. I know how much he loves Bane. So, mm-hmm. so yep, another good piece from from that series. So uh, as long as they don't fuck that up, uh, there'll be still be good stuff coming out of DC Collectibles in the future. Yay! Adam, you've got the next couple of pieces. I do. So I, we've got. Uh, what I think is the first bit of merchandise from um, the uh, the Wolverine movie this year, which is uh, Marvel Selects Wolverine. Um, it's pretty 
bland, really, as far as a Wolverine figure goes. It's Wolverine with his top off and claws out um, and wearing, you know, khaki pants of some sort and combat boots. It's his, yeah. uh, his pecs have got weird creases in them. It's because the ladies. Yeah. It's because he's, he's really clenching hard. And he has yeah. no nipples. <laughs> well, do you really think Hugh Jackman has nipples? Like, I mean, really? He puts all that effort into getting, you know, cut and ripped. Of course he's not going to be having nipples anymore. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> there comes a, comes a point where you've got to make a choice. And he, yeah. and he's, and he's, he said, well, they've got to go. <laughs> That's right. They just get in the way. Too much chafing. Yeah. When you, when you go for runs and things. So, yeah. That's yeah. Well, I, I kind of suspect this. Oh, no, he does. In the second picture, you can see him. Oh, the tiny, tiny, tiny ones. <laughs> yeah, they're, just not, they're just not. They're just oh, you don't mean those things on his shoulders? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, my Lord. So what do we think about this one? <laughs> I, well, uh, I just ordered it looks... a case on, on Big Bad Twister while we were talking. <laughs> just so you can draw nipples. <laughs> nipple sculpting. What are those things on his shoulders? Ah, uh, they're probably just the prototype pins. Yeah, I'm sure they are. I'm sure, that's not the final. I can see the teeny tiny nipple. But um, he looks close enough to Hugh Jackman, I guess. I haven't looked at Hugh Jackman's nipple. Oh, you meant the um, okay, mm. yeah. the Facebook. the visage. Thank you. Yeah. The um, the pants look a little bit like uh, wrestling figures from a few years ago. <laughs> Be wrong. Yeah. But anyway, we'll I just hope the movie's more interesting than this figure. You know, the only thing that I wonder is if he'll come with a second set of hands because, you know, that's the same problem I've had with Wolverine figures in general is, you know, if he's got the claws out, mm. he's basically useless for anything else. And Marvel Select tend not to do that. Yeah. Well, Gambit came with hands. I'm hmm. pretty sure. Thank yeah, because he had different cards. Wow. And he needed that extra one to poke himself in the face for being so lame. <laughs> yeah. Moving along. <laughs> second, the second thing that I have is, um, I think it's uh, Luke's Toy Store have um, released a set of minifigure dioramas. So they're uh, about five inches wide and three and a half inches tall and three and a half inches deep, which means that they're not going to be tall enough for your three and three quarter figures or taller. But they're pretty much perfect for things like mini mates or mega blocks or you know Lego minifigs or what have you. Mm. I and, uh, love these. Yeah, they look really good. I mean, as well as display, they're going to be great for photographing mini mates, which is cool. Yep. So yeah, yeah. He, he does he does a lot of mini mate stuff. I mean, that's really his thing. That's and his thing, um, yeah. you know, he does a lot of little custom pieces too. So you know, go check it out. I I love the road on that one section though. Mm. Where it looks mm. like street with the little abandoned buildings behind him. I love that one. What's really, very cool. Yeah, what's really nice about these is the pegs so that you can you know, kind of um, display them or position them and they're not going to fall over. I don't, I don't open my mini-mates, but I could almost see myself, you know, having a couple of these kind of at work uh, on my bookshelf with my you little mini-mates. Don't mini open there. your mini-mates. No. Do you, do you keep your blind bag Legos blind bag too? Or? No, I just don't have a um, display space for them at present, so I haven't opened them. What you need oh. is more Lego. 
Yeah. Oh, and just to rub it in, I have a chicken suit guy and you don't. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> Scott, what would you like to talk about now? Um, well, it depends on whether or not John's going to be nice to me or not. I'm not sure. Um, I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. No, sure. so. Okay. Um, there are some new things up for pre-order at Bowen Designs. We've had previews of these, but now they're officially up for order. Um, the first two are the Executioner and Enchantress statues. These are sold separately, but designed with bases that can be displayed together. Um, and they are really good looking. The Executioner is stunning, a really beautiful piece. The Enchantress is actually a full-size version of the bust that has already come out. Um, so th- they've done that to you know, kind of reduce cost of molds, etc., by creating legs in, um, for the existing Cusinelli sculpt bust. Um, so... You know, but the, you know, for some people who only collect full size, etc., I'll I'll sell my Enchantress minibus to get this just so that I can have um, her to go alongside the Executioner. It's going to look great on the Thor shelf. I think they look fantastic, but I cannot help be distracted by the Enchantress's abdomen. Mm. It's, I can't figure out what's going on there. It's a bit. Um, look, I I. I hate ragging on any particular sculpture, no. but, but you know Mike Cusinelli is not one of my favorites. And um, partly because I just have issues with his posing. I feel like that it often lacks energy. You know, So I think Enchantress there is supposed to be casting a spell, but it kind of looks like she's flicking a light on a switch or poking a teddy bear in a tummy. Um, <laughs> and I could go on and on and on about his female sculpts in that regard. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. Um, it look. I mean, it's beautiful, and it, it's going to look great, you know, as a set. But yeah, I, I do hear you on that. Um, and then the other one is a. Um, I believe this is a web exclusive um, that's on the Bowen site only, and this is the original Iceman. They're doing a whole bunch of Iceman statues. There's a clear um, classic version coming out. There's an X Factor version coming out and then there is a uh, original Iceman they're, they're doing all the original X-Men um, slowly but surely and uh, this is so this is the snowman version um, which I quite like until we get to the yellow boots and I, I assume that's accurate mm-hmm. but I find it distracting mm. um, he doesn't look snowman enough for like you know issue one or the first no. five issues worth of X-Men as well mm. Yeah, he was more. Comment about him not having nipples. (laughs) He's not supposed to have nipples, John. They froze (laughs) off. (laughs) And weren't comics code approved. That's correct. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I mean, I'm not collecting any of those original ones. I'm getting the clear. uh, Mm. Well, not actually, I'm not. I'm getting the bluey one, the classic Iceman one that's coming out. But for people that are collecting the original X Men full size statues, they will be pleased to see that released. I have a question about the Executioner one. Yes. Is the black vest his normal? I've always remembered him with a brown, kind of like a different color scheme. Like a brown type vest, like a leather. 
cut over a piece. If that actually looks a tiny bit brownish, if you, if you compare that to his legging, like his leggings oh. that are definitely black, that yeah, does I could see it a now. Tinge to it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, it's, it's, it's um, maybe it's just lighting in the picture. It, it might just be lighting. Yep. Okay. Never mind. No, good, Moving good, on. Good question. That's my news. What about okay. you, John? Well, you know, I I was I got to give credit for where I heard about this at. Um, I listened to a podcast called Engineer versus Designer, and they were actually kind of cross the streams in what I listened to because they were talking this week to a guy that is part of a Kickstarter for a 3D doodler. And essentially, this is a pen where it's a 3D printer in a pen. So you can basically draw in space. Um, I know that kind of doesn't make any sense, but uh, the website's 3doodler.com or the3doodler.com, and they have a little video up there. But you, it's kind of like having a hot glue gun, but you can draw with it, and whatever you draw forms into plastic, so you can pull it up from the paper and uh or whatever you're drawing on and you know it'll uh go into space you can make a little cube is what they show in the video um they also show taking and printing out a layout uh drawing over top of it and then assembling like a 3d structure like the eiffel tower or something and i could see this becoming a tool for customizers that want to make uh, diorama pieces or you know some some of the finer um like structure type pieces Hmm. Isn't science amazing? I just kind of wonder whether it's going to have heat issues a la Plastimate when, you know, you try and fix something in your car to hold something in place and then on a 30-degree day it melts. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Um, if they're using the same stuff, because we, we get quite a – we actually make a lot of fixturing at work out of the 3D printer stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's it's pretty solid. So okay. What's its – it, what, what's its kind of tolerance in terms of temperature? What the um, stuff that you use at work? I don't know for sure. I mean, because we don't use it in. I mean, we use it in normal environment, but it's it's solid. I mean, I've seen it, you know, in seventy, eighty degree weather. So okay. I mean, I don't know if it would hold up to one hundred and twenty, but mm, mm. Um, you know, I mean, in your house, I'm sure it would never be a problem. Yeah, gets pretty hot here. Yeah, we all nearly my my house nearly melted last week. So. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't think you'll see a problem. I mean, if you had something real fine without a lot of support, you might see it mm. kind of, you know, limp out a little bit. But I don't think it'll be a a huge problem. Neat little tool though, and and their Kickstarter's still going, and the, the the funding on it just went crazy. They got about eight days to go as we're recording this, but. uh I think you can get in on one for about 50 bucks, if I remember right from their Kickstarter. So, mm. cool stuff. Cool stuff. Anything else? Yeah. Um, our good friends over at NECA, they uh, released some pictures of a pair of Xenomorph Warriors from Alien. And saw a lot of questions floating around because uh, they're going to do some two-packs, but one of the aliens they showed this week is in bright, bright red. Um and that one's caused a lot of the ones I saw the most questions on. They're, they also obviously have uh, some other stuff coming up with a, a queen box set 
which I think we'd heard about previously, mm-hmm. but we'd never seen this red alien. And I thought I had heard somewhere that this was kind of uh, Kenner inspired from one of their figures, but I don't know if that's true or not. Mm. Um, interesting. I mean, their aliens are interesting looking for sure. Um, looks like they've got all the detail that you'd expect to see there. Yeah, they've got the ex- the extending inner mouths as well. Yeah, they they look fantastic. Mm. I'm impressed. Mm. These I'm are sure. going to sell very well, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, well, Ben will probably buy them all, I imagine. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Grab them quick if you want them before Ben gets his. He's an army builder. Camp out. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. Well, I don't know if that, you know the people that got the big red predator, if they'll want the the red alien to go with him, I imagine that would make uh, an interesting little display. The the two red, you know, alien versus predator together. Mm. Alrighty. Well, that wraps up the articulated news for tonight. We'll be right back with the next installment of the AFP podcast game. Name that. My name is, my name is, Now it's time for everybody's favourite podcast game, Name That. Our good friend John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd from TVandFilmToys.com, presents us with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. We're very fortunate to have John with us tonight, so over to you, John. It's a matter of opinion. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I just love you guys. I just love so, exasperating you because it's so easy. <laughs> I, I know. Oh, boy. I know. Sorry, go on. Um, last week, uh, we heard a sound eventually that sounded like this. So massive, it holds over 50 figures with searchlight, three missile launchers, eight electronic sounds, and removable rapid-fire gun. Okay, and, and I got to ask, um, <laughs> you guys got any guesses on that sound? <laughs> <laughs> I had a guess that it was some kind of G.I. Joe terror drawing or command base or something. And you are... Very, very close. It is a G.I. Joe headquarters from 1994. So we'll we'll give you credit for that one. Yay. Give you credit for that one. Yay. And it was actually reissued in 2001, but that's another story completely. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't the typical one. Most people, when they think of the G.I. Joe base, they think of the, the one that came out in like 83 or 84, I believe. But this is one looked more like a oil rig kind of thing. With a wall in front of it, but there you go. So we'll we'll move on to something new this week. You guys ready for something new? Yep. So ready. ready. So ready. Okay. Well, that sound will sound something like. To fight with ghostly might, turn them into the light, and they change into even more powerful creatures. I want the editor to have to do this more than once. We better listen to it again. To fight with ghostly might. Turn them into the light, and they change into even more powerful creatures. And if you guys think you know what that sound is, please write your your guess on the back of a uh, a, a paving stone. Self-addressed envelope. Yes. Okay. Okay. Right. Self-addressed stamped envelope. That's what it is. Yeah. You, you write them on the back of a paving stone and leave them at Scotty's new house. 
so that he can, you know, use them to build a walkway in front of his house. Hey, that was not a bad idea, actually. I could use a few of those. <laughs> You're not or, using that, John. <laughs> or if you don't want to do that, come over to the forum at afbforum.com and leave us a guess there because guessing is fun. <laughs> so says John. Well done, John. Thank you. That was one of your best. I appreciate it. I'm glad that you're on the show to deliver that one. Yeah, at least somebody's glad. Yeah, you too. Alrighty, well, John, I think we're going to hear from you again after the break, because coming up next is Toy of the Week. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure! I'm Bill S. Preston Esquire! And I'm Ted Theodore Logan in concert! And I make them play! Speaker connects to figures and most cassette players to make figures play music! Now on drums, that bodacious barbarian Genghis Khan! Yeah, our new pal from old China! Excellent! Let's rock and roll! Squeezing their legs gets them jamming! Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure! Party on, dudes! Now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. These might be new releases or we might talk about favourite or bizarre items from our collection. This week, John has the Toy of the Week. So over to you, John. Well, thank you very much. Um, This week I am looking at the Funko Pop Vinyl Ghost Rider bobblehead. And to be honest, I want to put this out front. I did not realize he was a bobblehead when I ordered him. Um, <laughs> because if you've ever noticed on the pop vinyls, their their bobbleheads and their non-bobbleheads actually look pretty darn close to one another in the box. And unless you actually read the box, you can't really tell which one's which. Because yeah. I actually saw some in the store this week, and I didn't realize they were bobbleheads. I thought they were the regular, you know, the regular pop vinyl. Are all of their Marvel ones bobbleheads? I... Don't know. I don't think so. Okay. But I don't know for sure. Huh. So, but um, I picked Ghost Rider because I wanted something for my desk at work, and you know he looked angry, He's which is angry but cute. Yeah, angry but cute. And I, I I just really love that. So I I wanted to get him, and <laughs> and actually, so many um, jokes must must bite tongue. The the real thing is, is I was ordering something for Mrs. Nerd that was pop vinyl, so I wanted to get him at the same time for myself. And she got a uh, flying monkey from the Wizard of Oz, so she was very happy with that. But I digress. So uh, over to Ghost Rider. Uh, you know, if you're familiar with the rest of the, the Fungo uh, products, he doesn't have any articulation except for the fact that he's a bobblehead, which means that his head bobbles in a little side to side and you know because he's got a skull that motion's just probably a little bit more disturbing than <laughs> you know it is on a regular uh but it, it it's comical just because of the you know the the aesthetic of it he, he looks cartoony like his little skulls like bobbling around there uh, i like it but that's just me uh <laughs> came out in he's got a 2000 or uh, yeah 2012 copyright date on him I thought he came out this year, though, so we'll, we'll leave that up to smarter people than me. He's obviously vinyl and comes in the standard pop vinyl little box. One thing, you know, this is the Ghost Rider. With, he's got a lot of the spikes on his costume at the wrists and above his boots, so he's 
He's very spiked up. Um, he has gray pants, which is kind of odd. So he's mm. probably somewhere between the uh, the movie type Ghost Rider and you know the newer one in the comics. Um, the classic one seems to be all all black most of the time. So he has a chain going around his torso, you know, over the shoulder because. Ghost Rider needs his chains, and he's actually holding one, too, with a little spike, like, mace end on it. Yeah. I was actually wondering if that would come out, and it doesn't. So, you know, if you thought you were going to get Ghost Rider and put, like, a pen or something in his hand to, <laughs> to make him a Ghost Rider, he, oh, uh, you, can't, okay. you, can't, you can't do that. <laughs> oh, that hurts. That hurts. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> that's it this it's segment's like, over <laughs> I will say that one of the uh, the coolest features on this guy is the fact that his head is actually cast in orange translucent so oh. what you see for his head has actually got a little bit of a, a translucency to it and I don't know how they did I assume that's just some yellow paint on there um on the tips of the flames, but it actually, in some ways it, 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 with its, it's smoothed out soft appearance. It looks more like flames than even like some of the, you know, the accessories that we've got over the years with, with other figures. I actually kind of really dig the look of how they did the flames on him. And if you have a little bit of light behind him, he actually will, will light up, um, through the flame area. Oh, wow. Mm. Boy, I'm uh, the only thing here, John, the, the, the teeth I love because they're painted white, so the rest of his skull is kind of like an off, off white kind of bone color, and then his teeth are painted white, white, white. Um, so obviously he had some good oral hygiene in his uh, non uh, ghosty days. I I couldn't figure out what was with his eyes, but they're actually painted white, which is unusual for the the pop vinyls because most of the time when you see those figures, their their eyes are painted in in black. So he's got white eyes as opposed to that, you know. So they show up in the little black eye sockets, but they're they're pretty cool. He's got the little little scrunched up nose. I I'm just really digging him. So he he will find soon find a spot on my desk at work. But overall, I'm pleased. I'm actually pleased that he's a bobblehead. Like I said, he's with the skull, it looks like his little skull's rattling around on top of him. So I, <laughs> I actually think the motion in this guy, even though it disturbs some people on the podcast, the bobblehead motion. But yeah, I don't like bobbleheads. But actually, the pop vinyl bobbleheads are the least um disturbing of the strain because they're small. Yeah, yeah, he's about the the height of a three and three quarter figure. So, um, and he was about ten bucks US, I believe. So, depending on where you get him at. And overall, the paint's pretty good. I mean, there's not a lot of paint to him. The silver's there. Um, they all look pretty good. I mean, there's some slop around some of the spikes, but as close as they are together, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get upset because he's obviously a very stylized figure. So, um, it could be much, much worse. So... Well, this has been an expensive segment because I have just ordered him at the pop culture website while you're talking. Wow. <laughs> but is he going to stay in the box so he doesn't bobble or? Uh, well, look, I don't know. I, I'll have to wait and see, um, what the people at my new workplace are, um, like when I meet them properly to see if they can cope with, um, the developers, you'll be fine. Ghost Rider heads yeah. out of the box. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 
the, the kind of nice thing about their boxes, though, are is you could actually take him out and put him back in if you wanted. True. You know, but they're well, that's right. Holy packaging's collector friendly. That's right. You know, my um eldest collects the DC ones and Star Wars ones, and she actually um at one stage had all of her DC ones out of the box, but kept all the boxes, and uh, they the you can fold them. You can, you know, open them and fold them out and then decided that she liked them better in the box and put them all back in and you would not know the difference. So it's very collector-friendly packaging. Yeah, and since since Scott's ordered them, I'm going to say I'm going to give him a 5 out of 10. No, I'm going to give him a 5 out of 10. <laughs> I, I'm actually going to give him a 9.5 out of 10. Um, <sighs> just because they, they executed him really well. Cool, yeah. I, think that's cool. I, I just, I, I love the, the angry... The angry look of him, so he'll be on my desk soon with my two little vinyl androids at work. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks, John. That wraps up Toy of the Week. When we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. Spike. And now, Spike, well, let's see how He-Man likes your... Skeletor, Spike Orr, and He-Man figures each sold separately. Spike Orr. No one can stop the spike-studded armor of the mighty Spike Orr. Not even me, you muscle-bound porcupine. Not even you, He-Man. Spike Orr is new from the Masters of the Universe collection. Other action figures each sold separately from Mattel. We're all here because we collect, so Feeding the Addiction is where we take time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders we've made. Adam, have you picked up anything this week? I have. Um, so I think I mentioned it last time I was on, I'd ordered a bunch of Pokemon games because I'm an addict. Um, so they all arrived, um, which is uh, silver, white, black, white, two, black, two for DS. Um, and I also got my Marvel Universe X Factor set. And today at Comic Con, I bought a couple of Love Hina omnibuses. And what else did we get? Ghost World and Hit Girl. And yeah, that's it. Nice. John? Um, I picked up uh, the pop vinyl Ghost Rider, obviously. And I was inspired by Scotty. We were at a local collectible store and they had the Doctor Who Titans out, a little display box on the counter. I had Mrs. Nerd. I said, pick one at random. I'm going to get one. And she actually picked an Ood, which is exactly what I wanted. So I have a little a little vinyl Ood now. Oh, Nice. Oh, very own. Yeah. He's not the variant one, but I actually like the other one probably better because I think the variant one has the the um the natural brain thing instead of their little communication orb. Oh, I much prefer the natural brain. I don't know. See, I didn't want the natural brain. I wanted the little communication thing. I'm just being silly. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> they hold the little globe thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the the. Ood it looks a bit like a they... snowball, actually. Like a... <laughs> the, the Ood, before they were enslaved, they, they had like a third or a second brain that was external and they carried it around and okay i'm done <laughs> nice God, they're hideous seriously who ever thought of that that's gross what about you scott anything this week oh my anything at all gosh <laughs> one of the things about pre-orders is that you don't always know when they're gonna come and i got um a bit side 
uh, sideshowed this week. Um, I had pre-ordered the sideshow premium format uh, Storm exclusive version from Sideshow themselves, and I had pre-ordered the regular version of the Sideshow Premium Format Spider-Woman from Shop For Me here in Melbourne, and they both came this week. Um, so from not having had a new Sideshow Premium Format for ages, I got two, and they are great. They are great. I don't want to talk too much about Storm, because she's... I know Ben's got her as well, and she's definitely a Toy of the Week Um uh, category toy. Spider Woman is actually great. This is, you know, now with Sideshow, anything that is quarter scale is premium format, whether it's got um, soft goods or mixed media or not. So this is um, all statue. There's no um, soft elements to it, even the webbing on her, uh, um, her underarms um, that... I wondered whether or not that might be soft goods. That's not. It is sculpted. Um, Terry toweling with some Terry Tan on it. Yeah. Yeah. I have read online about a number of breakage and paint issues with these. And in fact, when I went to shop for me, um, they had one out in the store that had a breakage on the head. One of the kind of looser strands of hair had broken off but um, they I asked if I could just open it up before I paid for it and took it home um, and mine's perfect, perfect and it's really lovely um, I've got her displayed with my Ms. Marvel and She-Hulk premium formats and they make a great trio so very happy, didn't didn't feel the need for the exclusive scroll head version um, so happy with the um, the regular and the really clever thing about the design of this is that the swap out head actually is um done at the that black line across her shoulders so it's like swap out head uh, and shoulders um oh wow i know uh, it is clever 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 what's the swap out for it the swap out is the scroll a scroll head you know how she was yeah scrolled um, taken over, so not a not not a sure that one won't be getting too much play. Uh well, you never know. I mean, they, they made a um when they did the uh, life size bust or legendary. I'm not sure it was life size or legend. No, legendary scale bust version of Spider Woman. They made a scroll variant of that too. It's a very one notey thing for me to be a variant, so I didn't feel the need for it. And I mentioned last week this was my first order with Shop For Me, and I had a very pleasant buying experience. They were lovely people, and uh, I'll be going there again. I hurried to their um, website when I saw you plugging them and uh, saw that they had Hot Toys Bruce Lee figure there for a very reasonable price. I go, oh, 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 and I clicked on it and said, sold out. Yeah. So I was a little bit disappointed. Yeah, they've got quite an um, amazing Hot Toys display. Um so, it, you know, they're really Hot Toys and Sideshow and Lego people. That's what they do. So, and these guys are in you know, Brunswick Street, yeah, Br- are they? No, 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 they're Brunswick East. Okay. Uh, yeah, so on, I can't you remember know, the name of the street. Speaking of Sideshow, or not Sideshow, but Hot Toys, mm-hmm. I saw a Iron Man listed, or a Iron Patriot listed this week somewhere for $105 and it said Hot Toys. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, that's, that's a good price. 
So I, I click on it just because I wanted to see what all came with. It, it was a bust. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. I did not. Ex- yeah, that's all it was. It was just a bust. I was very, very disappointed. You temptering tempterers. Yeah. And uh, then Storm, um, she's just awesome. Yeah, she looks great. She's awesome. We, she looks as solicited. Yeah. You know, we, we weren't sold on it when we first saw the kind of prototype shots, and we were wrong. She's awesome. I was sold on it. You were the nice what, guys. What's behind her foot on the base? Uh, some little flowers and moss. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> because um yeah that that's actually from Uncanny X Men um one seventy two, um they played a very important role in that storyline. Okay, I'm joking, John. I, ben doesn't joke with me like that. <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> I was trying to channel Ben. He's not here, so. Yeah, I had, to, I had to kind of bring that out. Anyway, that's that's my that my addiction is fed. Congratulations! Thank you. It's been a while since I've been on, so I've picked up a couple of things, but uh, it's mostly hand me downs. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sure there's medication for that, but anyway, you're. Okay. Uh, I got the uh, the Marvel Legends Winter Soldier figure, thanks to our very own Adam. Oh, he's hey. on the show. Hi, Adam. Hey. Um, and also Series 1 Marvel Legends Hulk, which uh, I'm quite happy to pick up those. I wasn't going to go out of my way to uh, get those, but I'd always kind of wanted both of those figures, years apart that they are. <laughs> and our illustrious leader, Scott, has helped me complete the Metal Men by uh, he just had a, a rogue set of platinum and, and tin DC's um, whatever the series is yeah, called, whatever. Infernal whatever. something, 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 something yeah. and uh, I think I don't know if it was the last time I was on, I mentioned that I'd order a, ordered a t-shirt from the Massive uh, series by Brian Wood it finally arrived, no thanks to um, United States Postal Service it, mm. uh, have a look at the tracking of it and we could see that it went from New York and it made its way down to Florida and then made its way back to New York with the said insufficient postage details on it apparently <laughs> and uh, we just verified that me and Bri we're mates now and <laughs> said, what's your address and I said this is my address and he said that's what I put on the package and I said should have got here so he did it again, and I did kindly suggest and um, that you know if he wanted, if he was going to have to re resend it, and he was going to do it on his own coin. And I said, you know, First Class International is actually quite reliable, cheap, and fast, and I've never had a problem with it. And he said, yep, but priority mail is the only way I can do it from my desk because I'm not going down to a post office in New York. It, I'll be waiting for a long time. Americans, seriously? No, well. And he had a fair point, though. I can imagine, you know, New York post offices would be blah, pretty blah, busy. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it was on his coin, so whatever. Yeah. And it arrived within a week. So, and I got it, and I like it. I might get another one, because cause they're actually based on missions. Oh. Um, so there's a different T-shirt for different missions. At least I know the size ones now. <laughs> That's cool. So we're going to get a photo? Maybe. For the enhanced podcast, uh, 
it's a bit hard to take a picture of my back while I'm wearing it. Well, we've had we've had a photo of Adam in pajamas. Tom Tweeten. On the on the on the enhanced podcast, so I think it really behooves you to. I could, could do it in a mirror and pull duck mouth at the same time. Oh dear <laughs> God! You guys Please stay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I got myself out of having to submit a photo. <laughs> the world needs more selfies, you know. <laughs> selfies with food. <laughs> I, don't know, I think you're starting up a Tumblr. <laughs> okay. So that's all our stuff. That's our stash. That's our stash, man. Okay. All right. Well, uh, it's red card time. Let's um, let's hand out the uh, the bad business to something or someone in the toy universe. The universe. The universe. The universe. What is this bizarro world? Red Carded is a chance to poke fun at the what the fuck moments in our hobby. Be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or worse. Handing out the penalty this week is Adam, so over to you. Thank you, thank you. So, um, as I was not around last week, having to make a visit to rural Queensland, um, I was trying to find something to look at and uh, found a news agency in the centre of the town that so I mean, other than sugarcane? Yeah, yeah, other than sugarcane, yeah. Um, so well, something else. Yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, this, this news agency was more than just a news agency, so it didn't just have uh, magazines and cards and bits of paper. You, it you also need to had... explain what a news agent is to our foreign listeners. Okay, so a news agency is where you go to buy a newspaper or a magazine or a birthday card or gift card. Last-minute or, ones. Or, yeah, last-minute ones. Or... But, but mostly it's where you go to buy a, lotter- a lottery ticket. And cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, bus tickets. And bus tickets. Yeah. Or, you know, a pen. And chewing gum. Yeah. Oh, yeah, or stationery. Uh, yeah. Or, so, or various odd bric-a-brac. Yeah. What? Bric-a-brac. You know, like... You know, like crystal cats and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You got it, and John? I, I think so. <laughs> Yep. A key rings. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you can buy a whole bunch of crap that you don't really want. <laughs> and uh, so it's a famous thing that they're there to sell newspapers yeah. and magazines, yeah. but it's really yeah. a ruse. Yeah. Mostly so this one actually had like a, a little miniature toy store out the back of it kind of thing. So it had, you know, recent Ishmael Universe. It had um, very up-to-date Lego, including like Ninja Turtles and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and in amongst it, I found this um, flashing sound gun, which is just all kinds of weird. Apparently, it's simulating a true style. Um, I don't know of any gun that's see-through like that um, or has a sight that looks like a guy holding a gun. Um, so I'd love to see the real gun that this is based on. That's so meta, uh, isn't it? It is. It's just bizarre. <laughs> I, I didn't notice that at first, and then it didn't. It just started playing with my head. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, this is clearly, clearly must be a Marvel licensed product because it has, um, you know, graphics of Ultimate Iron Man and uh, Hulkbuster Iron Man. So it's completely I, new to come into the market. Yeah, uh, I just 
<laughs> just spun me out. It was weird. And it's not near anything relevant to it. It's just there on the shelf. And it's the only one. So I don't know how it got there. Um, but for being placed amongst, you know, an actually de- otherwise decent selection of toys, I'm giving this a red card. I, I don't yeah, know fair enough. So. But what was the price on that? Um, I have a feeling it was probably around fifteen twenty dollars. Huh? Yeah. Did you, you you didn't come home with it? No, no. <laughs> you didn't try and pull the trigger? No. Well, I didn't want to know what would happen. I mean, it's simulating a true style, you know. Uh, Who knows what that would do? Yeah, I, it it really looks like it should do more than flash and make sounds, doesn't it? It, does. it looks like it should shoot something. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, dispense acid or something. Hey, you know how you were saying it's like it's got the guy shooting a gun for the sight? Yeah. So just me as it look like that guy is a cop on a motorcycle. I can see that the cop part. I can't see the motors. Ah, oh, yeah. It's no, back no. wheel there. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this thing just gets weirder. It's Eric Estrada. Eric Estrada Day. Hey, it's his birthday. So, there you go. Happy birthday, Punch. <laughs> Great. Yeah. That and was yeah. well deserved, Adam. Yeah. Thank you for you that. S- you still welcome. couldn't take it to a US school. <laughs> <laughs> no. And if we were importing it, we'd have to put an orange tip on it. I mean, yep. simulating a real, a real, a true star. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, after that, well deserved red card. I, I'm not angry about it. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy about it. Actually, you're not angry. Um, no. Um, but, but, but I think we'll, we'll move on and we'll start our discussion topic which is, if you remember, um, a toy history of Deadpool. Thunder, 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 thunder. Introducing evil mutant warriors, Rattaro, Soulsman, Croon the Destroyer, battle against Lion-O and the new Thundercat allies, Hatchiman, Snowman, Tusker Warrior, the battle is on for the Sword of Omen. Thunder, 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 Figures and vehicles each sold separately from LJF. Well, we've done a couple of toy histories previously here on the AFB podcast with DC's Firestorm and Blue Beetle getting the character, character retrospective treatment. Those particular characters were reasonably contained with not much more than a dozen or so plastic or resin dolly representations. This episode, we may have bitten off more than we can chew as we turn the spotlight on Marvel's own Merc with a Mouth, Deadpool. Since his introduction to the Marvel Universe over 20 years ago, Deadpool has continued to gain in popularity with the character getting much toy love. Personally, I've never been a fan of Deadpool, having dropped out of the collecting out of collecting comics around the same time he came on the scene. And when I came back into the comic and toy collecting scene around five years ago, I'd only been you know, sort of peripherally aware of him. And I have to confess, today was actually the first time I've actually read a Deadpool comic. As I mentioned before about the um, the great uh, comicsology crash of earlier this week, I did manage to get Deadpool Killer Strat at number one and had a look through it, and uh, it was pretty good. 
Um, it may have helped that Cullen Bunn was doing the writings. Uh, he's, I enjoy his stuff. Um, but in recent times, um, I've sort of looked on with fascination and envy at this very toyetic character. He just keeps getting the toy treatment. So we're going to take a run through um, a bunch of the, the toys that we have found. Um, but first, a little bit of history, just for those people who aren't familiar with the character, because apparently I'm not the only one. <laughs> he did first appeared in New Mutants in 1991. Um, he was created by, uh, co-created by Rob Liefeld. Uh, the infamous Rob Liefeld, which would probably explain um, some of the uh, character details, like mm -hmm. pouches and shit. Um, <laughs> the man of all the pouches. Pouch man. And he's, he's been, from what I can gather, he's been pretty strong um, feature of the Marvel Universe since then, despite his not very long history. Um. Apparently, Deadpool was to the New Mutants as Deathstroke was to the Teen Titans, and that was a bit of a gag. Rob Liefeld took that um, idea to Fabian Nachiza, um, who was writing New Mutants at the time, and say, hey, how about we do this? We need a Deathstroke-type character, and uh, the rest is history. Uh, he's an odd character, extremely violent, unhinged, um, and uh, often talking to the user, breaking the fourth wall as such in, in um, stories that he features in. Very popular. He's been in film. He's been in a couple of animated things. I think um, Wolverine versus Hulk. I think he may have been in that one as well. Sure. Yes. Yeah. He's been around for a while. And he looks pretty good, I would like to say, when he gets made into a toy. It hasn't always been like that. So, I think Adam is going to lead off with some of the um, early examples of Deadpool in plastic. Yep, thank you, I will. So, the first um, Deadpool toy was as part of the 92 or 1992 um, okay, X-Men X-Force line from Toy Biz. Um, he was, like most of those characters, not featuring massive levels of articulation, um, it was a pretty basic-looking figure. Uh, they didn't really capture all the details perfectly. Like, they haven't coloured his pouches individually in brown and whatnot, but at that time, uh, no one really cared that much, <laughs> as far as I can remember. Um, pouches were only a new thing, man. Hey, yeah. I mean, right. you know. Any pouch was just something spectacular. We didn't worry so much about the colour then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we are really just more, you know, oh, wow, it's a toy of that comic I read um, and you know he came with a couple of accessories of swords and some kind of knife I'm not really sure why he didn't get a gun that's a bit bizarre to me considering that the Wolverine of that kind of era toy came with a gun um, <laughs> but yeah so that was the, the first one um, quickly followed up in 1995 with uh, another Toy Biz figure um, horrendous it is really it's it's probably the worst of the Deadpool figures that I've seen um, horrendous he, they've done one uh, done it so he's got a removable mask which if you've 
seen Deadpool without his mask on, it's actually not too bad of a representation um, of does, the face. Does his mask become a ring like the Wolverine one, dude? No? No, it doesn't look like it. <laughs> uh, you're talking about like the um, the first wave. Yeah, yeah the first toy yeah. is Wolverine, his mask the brown and yellow. Can, where does yeah. a ring? Yes, I have that somewhere. Uh, no, this is just looks more like um, you oh, just... That's disappointing. Yeah, drop the mask straight over. You guys are um, scaring me. Hey, look, the second one had, you know, pop-in-and-out claws that were just spring-loaded, whereas the first Wolverine one had, you know, a little thing that you could pull it in and lock it in, but he didn't have any articulation in his arm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This one does have a sword, a knife, and a gun, finally. Um, It's got a bit more detailing as far as paint apps, so belt buckles are painted badly in silver. Um, uh, I'm assuming there must have been some kind of brief costume change or something here or it's a um, battle damaged figure because it looks like you know his costume doesn't go all the way over his hands and arms uh, and shoulder um, and yeah otherwise it's just an ugly ugly looking buck really so I think we the less we say about that the better um, <laughs> there's a another very another toy biz 90s uh, Deadpool, which looks a lot like um, the first one that was mentioned, so it may just be a re-release from what I can tell, but it looks like it's got a little bit better um, paint work than the first one does. Um, and then the other one from around that era was um, the in the Marvel Universe 10-inch figure line, there was a Deadpool for that, which um, is actually the best-looking one from this era, I would say in terms of um, paintwork and detailing on it, but I'm sure it had particularly poor um, articulation, as all those 10-inch figures did at the time. Yeah, the the um, the first boxes were crazy, man. Yeah. Lots of packaging. Yeah, just way more than you needed. Like, it, looking at this box, it goes about, I would say, two or three inches above the top of the figure's head. So that's how much extra box you're paying for in your shipping in those days. Well, good good artwork well, uh, for that time. Yeah, very, I'm sure they they had a bigger figure that probably they had to keep that for the case, so that they were all the same size for the shelf. Like Hulk. Yeah. All right, John, can you help us with some more of this? Well, you know. Going from from those type figures, uh, we're gonna take a look at the mini mates, and there have been a slew of mini mates. Um, a slew, you, a slew, because. Thank you, John, uh, for introducing that to our readers. Readers, readers, listeners, <laughs> readers. Not anymore. Um, if they were on Google Reader. You'll notice well, no, that the five-minute mark of the discussion topic of the week, there was an error here. Now, if you're taking notes, what was it that Eli said wrong? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, since, since Deadpool is essentially a uh, a character in a jumpsuit with a, a mask over his head, the, the repaints have just abounded, although they've done a lot of... Uh, uh, belts and doodads uh there's one in particular that came with a wolverine um that has just an incredible amount of gear two guns two swords a sigh a couple of pistols uh 
little things to wrap around his legs, extra heads. There's just a ton of stuff that comes with some of these Deadpools. Um, you know, you've got the obvious red and black versions. You've got a version without the mask. You've got the X-Force version. You've even got a couple of, or at least one version from the X-Men Origins uh, Wolverine movie, which had the the actual Deadpool without a mouth and blades. Yeah, the Merc with a mouth with no mouth. Yeah. yeah. We, we got that right. They also had this, the, the prior to that part of the movie version as well as a mini-mate. Yeah. What, just the plain Ryan Reynolds version? Yeah. Oh. Uh, again, for the ladies. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in addition, like I said, that you get the X-Force version in the gray as well. Um, one of the the cooler Minimate sets is actually the uh, two, and, uh, New York Comic Con 2011 exclusive uh, Deadpool core, which was basically the... Deadpool family. It came with a number of Deadpool-esque characters, including Deadpool, uh, Lady Deadpool, Champion Pool, and Kid Pool. Along with, and it's whether it's an, a figure or an accessory, uh, the uh, Head Pool, which is a zombie Deadpool head with a helicopter-type propeller coming out. I believe he came with a little stand too, so he could fly above the rest of the. Oh, that's cool. You know, stay, that's cool. stay with him. But uh, there's, uh, you know, they've obviously went the Batman route with with Deadpool, and you know, got the the family going on. I had never heard of Champion Pool. I hadn't either, but I'm not a, a Deadpool follower as much as you know, kind of just the fringes of of Deadpool. So you're, you're a fringe Deadpool. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's interesting, but he's interesting in the way Wolverine kind of was in the '80s. You know, he he's kind of the new Wolverine, the anti-hero that everybody kind of likes now that Wolverine, I guess, is more more mainstream. Hmm. At least to me, that's that's how it seems. You know, you got all sorts of Deadpool fans out there now. But you know, let me just say, if you've got you know a psychotic assassin that uses lots of weapons and guns and knives. What better thing to do with him than turn him into a superhero squad figure? <laughs> <laughs> they not only did this once, but they actually did it several times. There's, there's a number of versions of him. Um, I'm sure some of these are repaints, but he comes in a very cute little form and, and kind of going back to what, what, um, what, started this all he he looks good in toy form you know even as a very stylized little cute kids figure he looks cute you know i mean he's got that red costume that kind of draws you in his little knives uh looks like he came in a pack with punisher and the punisher and that one i just don't get but um and then taskmaster and what of punisher course, is that sorry that's not any punisher that we've ever seen other than superhero squad is it did he take over for Captain America slightly when Captain America was dead? Is it no, that I, one? Oh, good lord. Sorry. <laughs> or is that... Almost looks like he's got a parachute on or something, maybe. Oh, that, I don't know yeah, which... that must be at the parachute. 
Sure. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, again, with uh, the Wolverine movie, there was a couple of versions of Deadpool. One in his, his red and black little pajamas, and then a uh, version of the uh, movie version with the knives and the bald head and the but a mouth. missing... Yeah, he actually comes with a mouth that looks like on the yeah, yeah. on the superhero squad figure, which I guess makes no sense. But he doesn't even I I don't know how they called that Deadpool in the movie, but <laughs> you know I, I don't claim to understand that movie a whole lot. No. <laughs> no. Well, the yeah, so the um, in the more. Uh, more recent traditional action figure style, uh, six inch and three and a three quarter inch styles. There's been plenty, plenty of Deadpool's as well. Um, again, with the um, uh, X Men Origins Wolverine, there's been a few of those, but we'll get to those. Um, so the Marvel Legends, the original Toy Biz line, Series Six, there was a version of Deadpool. With a packing of that dupe character, which I have no idea what that's about. That's an X-Force thing as well. Ah, okay. That is extremely hard to find, that figure. Yeah, I imagine it would be. Um, And uh, it sounds like there was a a packing head, unmasked head as well. Is that correct? Or was that another variant? It's always an option with Deadpool, isn't it? Mask. Mm -hmm. No mask. Mm-hmm. Mask, no mask. <laughs> mask, no mask. Um, so then we had the um, Marvel Legends two packs, and there was a Deadpool with Warpath, so uh, more X-po- X-Force stuff, um, and variants abounding with that as well. So there was a variant with the like a blue jumpsuit type of thing. Yeah, kind of defeats the purpose of Deadpool's outfit, I think, making him not red. <laughs> yeah, I've never um, seen that in comic version, but again, I'm not a huge Deadpool person either, so. Mm. Where else are to patch uh, Deadpool people here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and the Marvel Legends uh, reboot. Uh, there was a Deadpool, a couple of Deadpools in there. There was a the, the standard um, red and black, and then there was, of course, an X Force variant with the grey and black, and that looks pretty standard for um, the the new um, Marvel Legends figures. Not too different from their predecessors. No. Um, and then we have some Marvel Universe, so that's the um, quite successful. Marvel three and three quarter style line. So there was a um, Greatest Battles Comics two pack with Taskmaster again. That is a great set, I have to say. Mm, yeah, it does look good. Yeah, it's a great set. That's a really nice. Um, I mean, the Taskmaster is an awesome figure, but the Deadpool is also a very good figure. It's better than the single pack Deadpool. Mm. And then also um, the. Um, the X-Force Marvel Universe pack, so Deadpool with Wolverine and Warpath. Now, that was that originally a con-exclusive, that one? No. I'm thinking of something else. No. The Legends one was, wasn't it? That's right, the Legends X-Force, X-Force but that didn't have Deadpool in it. No. So that one's pretty nice um, for that scale, if you're into that uh, X-Force storyline. 
Um, Marvel Select. So again, with a masked and unmasked variant. Um, it looks like a pretty good version of Deadpool. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. It's got the usual, you know, Marvel Select hipness about it. Mm. Did you like my pun there? Yeah. This is one. <laughs> this is one when we asked out on on Facebook and Twitter, "What's your favorite Deadpool version?" This is one that a, a number of people nominated. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a it's a great one. Yeah, it's 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 a good it's a good sculpt. It's a good buck, and um, the details look pretty good. It's good size. You know, I'm looking at this Marvel Select figure, and there, there's something that strikes me about Deadpool. Um, his logo, that red and black circle, you know, mm. split down the middle. Compared to other Marvel characters, he kind of has his own personal logo. I mean, most of the rest of Marveldom doesn't really ever get their own little symbol mm. icon. I mean, not like the the DC characters do, but but yeah. but Deadpool does. And it might be to do with that whole breaking down the fourth wall thing. You know, he um, he he talks to the talks to the reader. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It just struck me as odd. It's a good observation, and it was interesting when we've talked. We'll talk about the. Um, the statues and busts later on, but um, I think we've talked about colour variations with that belt, belt buckle logo sometimes. But um, in the one comic that I've read, the belt buckle was just slightly different red to the rest of the costume. Uh-oh. So, was it intentional? Hmm. One, one can only assume. <laughs> and so the X-Men Origins Wolverine series, so... Um, with that came the sort of the comic series, which was very odd marketing, but fine because people got comic comic accurate figures while that movie was going on. So you got Deadpool. There was one with a uh, a missile cannon, which looks more like a gun with things that shoot out. Um, yeah, that, that'll sell it to the kids. Kids love that shit. <laughs> I don't know who the character is, but I can shoot stuff. And there's a, a deluxe version as well. Um, and I was not quite sure what was deluxe about that one. Well, it came with that large cannon missile firing. Oh, so that's the deluxeness, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, right. it's the deluxe missile. All right, and you can actually stand in there as well. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I remember that from the comic books. Well, a missile is hardly deluxe if you can't stand in it. Uh, yeah, true, true. Yeah, it was a bit stupid of me not to pick up on Yeah, that. seriously, you like come on. And then there is the uh, movie version, which, you know, it's just stupid. So, yeah. Mm. Plenty, of, plenty of love, and I'm sure we'll see more. There's always a good excuse to stick a Deadpool in a line. He is, as we say, he's like your Superman, Batman, Wolverine type of character. Stick him in wherever you can to sell a wave strategy type of guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure in the um, Wolverine Origins, um, I have a feeling he came in a, a pack in as a pack in with um, the Blob Two Pack as well. But I'm not sure because I've got him somehow, and I'm not sure how I got the movie one because <laughs> God knows I wouldn't have paid money for that thing. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's really nice. I think he, 
is my favourite that we've looked at so far. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, other representations. You've got some more for us, Adam. Yep. So, like many Marvel characters, he's had the Funko Pop treatment and... Uh, that's that a really usually, good looking That's character. nothing special. I've had the Funko Pop treatment. They do everybody, so... Yeah, well, I mean, they are a bit like Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> um, but have they done a variant? No, I don't think they have. I think they've only done the one so far. What? Yeah, we better sort that out. Yeah. Um, but that's a good-looking little figure. Um, it's a bit weird seeing him with a nose, but sure. Uh, why yeah, not? I thought that too. Um there's Lego, so he's in the um, the helicopter motorcycle set with Wolverine and Magneto, which was a great little Lego set. Um, he's been done in Mega Bloks. He's a, I love the, the Deadpool Lego just because he's got the peg on the top of his head. I just realised we do yeah. actually have a Deadpool figure in our household, and it's that one. <laughs> there you go. You're not immune. Everyone's got one. <laughs> I, I don't have one. Would you like uh, one? No. I could, what about I could the, one, the one from the a, movie? Is pretty cool. Yeah, I could easily send you a three and three quarter one. That's not the movie one. I, I would only take the movie one if he came with the movie Gambit one because that's the one I'm looking for. I was going to say I, I think that John doesn't want um, Deadpool in his house because he's afraid it might beat up his Gambit. Yeah, he would not beat up my Gambit. <laughs> um, oh no, I'm sorry. Gambit would throw magic cards at him. They're not magic. They're kinetically energy or kinetic energy legally charged. How have you meant to say that? Lame. Wow. Anyway, listen, listen fish boy. <laughs> <laughs> there's also moving back to topic, guys. There's also been. What? Um, Why would we do that? Yeah. No. Well, I don't know. Sorry. There's been uh, quite a few representations of Deadpool in Hero Clicks. Um, Including an X Force variant and a um, a dual base one of Cable and Deadpool, which uh, I'm sure a lot of people would have gone cray cray for, because you know um, there was the um, Cable and Deadpool comic series for a while there, um, which was kind of an offbeat kind of buddy movie type comic. Um, so that's now, not heaply. Yep. In a, you say that in a in a, in a might be a good way. As far as um, having... Comic books go? Yeah. So I think, um, well, it would be good in terms of, possibly in terms of the Heroclix game. Um, I'm not sure because I didn't bother reading the details of the dial. But, yeah, I mean, Cable and Deadpool, the comic series, went for quite a while from what I remember. Um, And I'm pretty sure it was during that when you had the whole thing where Cable's telekinetic powers pretty much went off the charts kind of thing, so... That would be rather popular. Look at the X Force one, and I have a question for you guys. The X Force sure. hero clicks. Is it just a picture, or does he have boobs? <laughs> That's actually a really important part of the character. I, you know, obviously, you just don't know anything about Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, and it is hero clicks, so you know. Okay. Should surprise no one. Which which hero clicks one are you looking at? The the, I'm looking at the X-Force one. Which is the one where he's crouched down with his swords, from memory. Uh, he's got a sword in one hand and a gun in the other. Oh, yeah, that's... yeah. 
Doesn't it look like that? Yeah. Okay. <coughs> so there's also been, I think, when Marvel had Marvel Battle Dice as a game, there was a Deadpool in that. There's been a um, an Eagle Moss Deadpool, which, you know, not having seen it in person, but in picture looks really, really good. But don't lick it, kids. It's lead. It's lead. Yep. Plus you would have got your little fact sheet magazine thing with that, so yep. that's always was helpful. There, was there a Deadpool in that other game they had, too, that had, like, the two-pack three-and-three-quarter figures? Oh, what was that called? Um... Superhero Factory or something? Yeah. Let's just have a look. I believe there was, but Not actually, seen. I just want to hear Adam type a little bit. But okay, <laughs> well, we'll we'll move on and come back to it. Look for a correction at a future date. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there's plenty of smaller scale stuff if people are interested in it. Cool. Well, then there is the more high-end stuff, and I I volunteered to um, compile the list of busts and statues, and a bit like this whole thing, I had no idea how many there were until I got started. Um, I think Deadpool's one of those kind of characters that creeps up on you. (laughs) It's interesting, when we interviewed Randy Bowen, he mentioned that Deadpool is a character that he wasn't personally familiar with, but that you know is incredibly popular, and um, that's one of the reasons why you know he gets done so much. So obviously, I think it's a character that you either love or dislike. Um, you know, I I don't have a a lot of I didn't think I had a lot of Deadpool in my collection until I started looking at some of this list and realized like oh yeah I've got Marvel Select I've got that I've got that. Um, in terms of busts. Bowen, um, back in the days of the armless busts, did a regular version and an unmasked version. Um, the unmasked is a, 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 a very early um, bust in the line, and the unmasked version is particularly attractive. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a bit of a weird variant because he doesn't really go around unmasked very much, but there you go. If, because if he's popular, people will buy the variants, right? He's got a nose too. He has a nose, yeah. Yeah. He's not as um it's a pretty compared to the way that he's sometimes shown when he's unmasked, he's he's not as scarred up in the Bowen unmasked bust version. Um he has also had a very recent gentle giant bust and um Gentle Giant has done a fair bit of Deadpool stuff because they've done the Deadpool family um bust, so they've done a set of the Lady Deadpool, Kid Pool, Dog Pool, Squirrel Pool, Head Pool um, sets, um, which look hilarious. The and then on the statue side, there is a um, you know, Bowen differentiates between museum and action. So there is a, a fairly old, regular museum version of Deadpool from Bowen. And then just recently they have done an action st- statue, and I actually have that one, and it is awesome. It is a really, really great, um, great piece, the action statue. There is uh, a faux bronze version of that original um, museum one. These There must be enough demand to justify 
making something like that. Absolutely. I mean, you know, again, the Fobron stuff, I have to say something that is just not my cup of tea, but they're obviously, you know, people that are keen. And in terms of the color scheme, etc., this one lends itself better to it than than some. So it is what it is. Um, and then there is a – Bowen's also got an X-Force um, exclusive, web-exclusive web version that is, I think – Oh yeah, it's already out. It's already out. Sorry, I, I apologize. Um, I thought it was pre-order. Um, Kotobukiya has got a regular Deadpool and an X-Force Deadpool version as well. And that, as they tend to do, that's a repaint of the same, um, statue. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, and then that gentle giant is doing Deadpool on a bike. Um, which is for the high, oh, with a giant bazooka. I love this one. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's, this is one of the things that Deadpool's doing with their Marvel license is doing some vehicle, uh, characters on vehicle stuff, which is different, which is good. It's great to see people, you know, doing slightly different things rather than, you know, everyone pumping out the same kinds of statues. So that's cool. And then on the highly expensive side, there is the upcoming sideshow premium format, um, which, I'm sure is going to be a great seller. If you're a Deadpool fan, the exclusive comes with him holding a rubber chicken. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's a good-looking piece, not something that I'm going to have in my collection, but I can definitely imagine that that is going to be a pretty sought-after one because the character is just so popular. It needs courtesy shorts, that one. <laughs> So, yeah, it was really amazing. Once I started putting that list together, I kind of thought it was going to be a fairly quick job. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. There's, oh, yeah. So, popular guy. Mm. Well, that's um, a very impressive list. And I think we uh, we did have to rush through some of that because there were quite a lot. I think uh, it looked like there was at least, I don't know, I'd say there's probably at least 30-odd figure statue representations and oh sorry i missed one one important one and that is the um hilarious gentle giant um deadpool pencil holder oh yeah um how, how could i miss that when we spent ages talking about it before we started recording <laughs> mostly this conversation consisted of me trying to find it at a reasonable price with reasonable shipping um, so if you haven't seen this, this is just Deadpool's head with lots of holes to stick pens and pencils in. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's, there is a X-Force variant version that is coming out as well. Um, the regular version, if you want it, I'd get it quick because it's already selling out at places. That was the number one thing people mentioned on Twitter when yes. I asked, you know, what your Deadpool, you know, what other collectibles do you like for Deadpool? Mm. That that one was just way over the top popular. Yeah. Mm. And this is, you know, like, while, while Gentle Giant, um, you know, it's not my, in my wheelhouse in terms of statues, I like that they're doing some different stuff. You know, the, the vehicle stuff and then doing, you know, fun stuff like this too. It's definitely, so I, I've ordered this. That's so going to be the first gentle giant thing I own. So there you go. Well, there you go. How many things have you ordered on this show? Uh, only two, only the ghost rider and the, 
<laughs> um, oh, maybe something else too. But anyway, but, uh, we won't talk about that one. No. Yeah, well, Does that one come in a brown wrapper or something? No. <laughs> no, it's I, um, it's a <clears throat> gift for the eldest child. Well, I've ident- identified a, a new crochet project for my wife. <laughs> does, your wa- does, does your wife crochet? Ah, it's a new thing. <laughs> it's going to be. You've decided. Yeah, yeah we're going to make doll pool. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, we got through that faster than I thought we were going to, considering the big list. So, yes, indeed. Well, yeah, he's definitely a, a very popular character for sure. Yeah, prolific. And like I said, I was I was fascinated because we've seen some. What? No, oh, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say I was um I was fascinated that there have been so many. Well, I'm fascinated that so many people like the character. I can, you know, I can just through looking at these figures and the comic that I did read today, I can I can see where a lot of the appeal is. Um, I'm not going to go back and read all these stories or buy all these these toys, but also to see some of the um, the the previews um, like that premium format statue and the um, the one with the scooter, those types of things. It's extremely well done stuff, and he just lends himself so well to these these representations. Good job. All right. Well, that wraps it up. We'll come back in a moment with some feedback before we shut up the show for the night. X-Men Origins Wolverine. It's all about the claws. Now the unstoppable power of Wolverine can be in your hands. With Clawsome Wolverine action figures, the bad guys are tough, but the claw-popping superhero Wolverine is the toughest there is. X-Men Origins Wolverine action figures and vehicles. Before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. If you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may just hear it read out. Scott, you've got the first piece of feedback tonight. So over to you. I do. These both come from Twitter, and the first one is from Grey Matter Splat. Sounds painful. And he says, this is in response to our Marvel Legends hit monkey. Um, discussion where we talked about other options for mini builder figures, and he said they've announced Rocket Raccoon builder figure for an upcoming Legends set. They had him on display at Toy Fair. That is correct. We talked about him as a possibility, but didn't acknowledge that he has been announced. So we will be getting a Rocket Raccoon builder figure. We did talk about him in our Toy Fair episode, but thank you for that. Hmm. And John, somebody's been hassling you on Twitter? Oh, no. No, um, I thought we agreed actually, not to talk about that on air, John. Yeah, I know. Uh, Fake Eyes 22 at Twitter. And if you guys, he's like one of the more prolific, uh, tweeters out there. Definitely a toy guy. Go check him out. Follow him and Gray Matters Black. You can follow him on the, uh, traumatic cinematic podcast too, but it's, it's not for the faint of heart. So be careful. <laughs> uh, but Fake Eyes 22 uh, sent me a tweet and said, I should tell you I've been enjoying AFB. Solid. So uh, thank you for that, Fake Eyes. I, we appreciate it. Hi, Prince. I'm glad, to, I'm glad to hear you guys are listening and enjoying the show. So. Cool. Speaking of people enjoying things, we have now reached um, over 4,000 likes on Facebook and 800 followers on Twitter. Ooh. I know. We... we 
talk, both of those this week. However, I've got to say, people don't want our prizes. Not they, really? I know, they don't get back in contact. No, they don't get in contact. Are we, like, we, uh, I have not had much luck at all the last few times that we, we, we always give away a prize or try to when we reach these milestones. And well, What was the last prize you were giving away? Uh, I can't remember. Um, the, well, the last one never got given away because we drew it twice and neither person on Facebook ever got in contact with us. Um, so Twitter do, Twitter does because you can, as long as they're following you, you can send them a message. Mm. Um, but Facebook is a little bit harder. So, um, But I, we only do people that you know like... You know, I'll put up a status to say, hey, we're about to hit 4,000 um, likes, so like or share this one to be in the running. And then we only draw from those people, but then they don't come back and claim the prize. So claim your prizes, people. So are you going to give me the prizes? I think was where we're at. Uh, no, we are not. <laughs> right. You're not eligible, I'm sorry. Right, I see. It's like that, is it? It's like that, yes. No, you're. It's like, you know, the... Friends and family and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, well, I think if you're going to be like that, I'm just going to leave the show tonight. Okay. Yep. I will, I will I wrap it up. Yep. yep. That's it. I think you're all kicked off the show, actually. Oh. What? Yeah. <laughs> Including me. It's done. We're done. <laughs> Say goodbye. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Make sure that... Play with your toys, yeah. not with yourself. Oh, don't... Yeah. Jeez. How are we going to edit that one out? All right, out. Just, you know, call your mom. <laughs> what, to tell her that you played with yourself? Uh, well, that's really up to you. <laughs> well, I don't know what sort of relationship you have with your mother. Yeah, no. I, mm. <laughs> it, can, it, can, it can get better from here, can't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should stop. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord <laughs> oh crappykins <laughs> the action figure blues podcast can be found on itunes and stitcher radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab if you do listen to us on itunes please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review we also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news new releases old lines and engage in trades and sales in a safe community please join us there while you're at actionfigureblues.com please don't forget to check out our sponsors like mike's comics and stuff shelflife.net and the pop culture superstore who help keep our site running you can also find us on twitter at afblues and on our facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues thanks for listening You gonna keep that one? Do you want me to do it again? Is that what you say? Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit sluggish. Also, um <laughs> Tonight, our Toy of the Week is the pop vinyl Ghost Rider Bobblehead, and our discussion topic is a toy history of Marvel's Deadpool. Lovely. Yeah, I think he, the other host names are a bit shit though, guys, so 
Hopefully you'll cut that in to make it sound good. <laughs> you guys are staying back after school did, did we to not re-record have enough, that bit. We didn't have enough pep and verve for you, is that it? Or? Yeah, it sounded like you weren't actually, you know, that committed to it. Yeah. Are you ready, Adam? I am. Are you recording, Scott? I am ready to heap scoring on this thing. Are you ready to hear me introduce this motherfucker? I am ready. <laughs> Five, four, three. I'm ready, ready. too. You didn't ask. <laughs> I just didn't. Have, I just didn't have a roll for you, dude. <laughs> Who do you want to play in this segment? Uh, no, I'm fine now. I think he Go wants ahead. to um, play the role of the victim. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. The victim? Who's... So you're doing comic relief, are you, Scott? <laughs> That's my should... Is that your final answer? Because yeah. John's pretty good at comic relief. Yeah. When I'm not hosting, that's what I do. John's the okay. straight man, come on. <laughs> we'll, Leave me alone. <laughs> My lord, this is just quickly spiraling out of control. <laughs> Are you happy with the attention you got, John? I'm fine with being the straight man. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, do we need to... So we have to do this thing. I'm still confused how this thing works these days, but he's on the show, so I guess we, we just do it, don't we? He's he's on yeah. the show? It's not very polite to talk about people in the third person when they're here. Mm. I was just checking. Even John. He, he doesn't He doesn't care. <laughs> it's even more <laughs> disturbing to talk about yourself in the third person, John. What if you call yourself the talent? It depends on how many times you do it. Once it gets tolerated, and the next time we just delete you. <laughs> Adam, Adam who? Adam has been deleted. That's right. Adam is no longer with the program. <laughs> Chaos. Chaos. Yeah, good luck editing that. <laughs> <laughs>